Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast Psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast Psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. So today there were a lot of issues and some uh, big revelations related to the world of sports psychology. Nikki, I know you're interested in this. I, I am, and I, I think I'm going to be like one of the listeners today. I'm going to be, you know, uh, chin in my hands <laughs> asking you questions because I'm I'm not a sports psychologist. Pete, you, you are a sports psychologist, so I'm, I'm really curious to hear what your thoughts are about everything going on. Well, you know how I don't like identities, so I don't necessarily <laughs> identify as a sports psychologist. I just happen to be a psychologist that works with athletes yes, and high performers, yes. which is why I think any real clinician psychologist can can do the work that we do you know um, but I will say that just my like background in swimming and my history you know being around sports my entire life has definitely led me in this in this path so yeah yeah but anyway and your, pa- I mean, your passion too for it I mean you, and my passion you, and, and you, I, lo- you love it you love I do sports. love it I do yeah well and really one of the things I love is just working getting the opportunity to work with some really amazing um, yeah people and you know certainly motivated people and the work within the NCAA uh, is also just so motivating. It's a lot of these really amazing kids. I mean, they're kids, right? They're emerging yeah. adults. Yes, emerging adults. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I do like that. So that's what I want to... Today, uh, this... Well, and it is whatever date, August 11th. and <laughs> 2020. 2020. 2020. The, uh, so we're in a pandemic still. We and, are. And uh, the Big Ten announced today that it is going to cancel its football season, which this is a really big deal. It's something yeah. that it's a roller coaster that we've all been riding. Yeah. Because each day and each moment we're getting new answers. So, yeah. it's, you know, it's, 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 uh, there's been a ton of uncertainty. No one's known what's going to happen. Right. And so, just today, a couple hours ago, not even, um, that they, this Big Ten, which is one of the first Power Five conference. So within the NCAA, there's the Power Five conferences, and this includes uh, conferences that are you know large and uh, things like Big Twelve, Big Ten, mm-hmm. uh, Pac twelve, SEC. Um, there's also like the ACC, Big East. So big, it's like big, another alphabet soup. It's I, just like it's just like psychology. It's here like, it is again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is really a lie. Yeah. We're not going to go into that, uh, but. You know, it, it just—it's also there's this uh, documentary called The Scheme, which is on HBO, mm. and it was uh-huh. all about like college basketball. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on there because there's a lot of money. And right. so basically, this decision has really been based. We're saying it's on safety, and it is because we yeah. want the kids to be safe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and there's mm-hmm. a beautiful dialectic. Nikki yes, Ray. sure. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> I, know, I know how much you like those. <laughs> oh. <laughs> love. love love is the love Speaking is the right word. Language. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh they it's billions of dollars, Nikki. Wow. Billions. And so that's a tough decision to make. If you're going to make this decision, you are saying I'm going to lose at least 600 million or more dollars in revenue this upcoming 3 or 4 months. Well, and you know, the first thing that comes into my mind and I've definitely thought about this before with professional sports and and college sports uh, of of course as well the pressure on these, Ugh. as you're saying, on these kids, on these emerging adults that, you know, I, I just, I can't imagine what that must feel like, you know, to just have the weight of, Ugh. you know, these, these powerful organizations, corporations, yeah. um, you know. Well, it's so, lots of money at hand. Yeah, it's lots of money. I mean, that's gotta be really, yeah. um, 
which is really intense. I just, I can't imagine what that's like. Well, I'll also add that with like our race and uh, power episode that we did, that's a big part of this. That's that's where my passion lies because there's a disproportionate match between say coaches and admin and the athletes. Right. Well, being that the coaches and admin tend to be white men, correct? Correct. Right. Whereas the the athletes tend to be men of color, right. Or, or, and women of color, obviously. Exactly. Exactly. Both both teams. Yeah. Correct. So that's, that's another piece, but I'm going to stand corrected. So the big five are, I think I mentioned them all. I think I added an extra one in there. Maybe I did actually ACC, big 10, big 12, PAC 12, uh, SEC, and then the big East. And so I've been, I'm involved with the big 10 and the big East uh, and the Big East is the sixth, so it's a it's a power conference for basketball, but they don't have football, um, so that's why it's not there. But anyway, so Big Ten announced today, um, which Rutgers the University that I'm associated with um, is a part of, uh, that they will not be having a football season. So, so, so how how are you beginning to kind of think through the impact on all the people involved, the the athletes, the coaches? the fans, like what's kind of going through your mind? I mean, this is where I'm like, that's so many moving. I'm really, I'm very, um, I'm very curious about this. Cause I, again, I have, I have no experience in this world. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's, it's like anything else in life where when there's uncertainty and there's all this uh, concern, like you would expect, and it's like this pandemic, we're expecting that there's going to be an uptick in trauma, anxiety, just general mental health issues. Mm-hmm. I will say that as far as NCA goes, these are emerging adults and they are resilient. So let's just put that out there. Resilience. uh, You know, they are, many of them are pragmatic. Mm -hmm. Uh, So those that I've talked to or been working with have already been kind of having this part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, I found an outdoor pool uh, that I started uh-huh. to swim at a couple of weeks ago. So I ran, and there's a couple of college swimmers that are there. So of course they're like, Hey, you're old and you're not so slow. Like, what, <laughs> where did you swim? You know, it's like a, it's swimmer language lingo. Yes. Yes. But for them, I said to them like, Hey, are you guys, you know, what are you guys thinking about your winter season? Like, are you, are you exploring this idea that you probably won't have a season? Mm-hmm. And they're like, totally. You know, one of the kids was like, yeah, I'm actually thinking maybe I'll take a leap year and just like, go, you know, go travel or go do something different for this year. And I'm like, that's really amazing. Like that's making lemonade so, out of lemons, right? So, so if we kind of begin to weave in, you know, the, the Eastern and the Western, obviously, so what are, uh, when East meets West, there's a reason we, we call the podcast that, right? Which refers to both the Western behavioral science and Eastern spiritual traditions. The first thing that I hear and what you're beginning to observe in these student athletes is there's um, also emerging flexibility showing up, behavioral totally. flexibility. Um, and I'm wondering also if that's something that you tend to focus on just like in general in sports psychology. Like that's kind of what I'm wondering too. Like is it maybe is there some kind of um, like with regards to resiliency, are the things that they've already worked on, do you think that sort of helped them cope more effectively with this context? Absolutely. And, and one of the things, Gardner and Moore, they have this uh, protocol called MAC. So another acronym, mindfulness, acceptance, <laughs> and commitment, which is basically act for sports. Okay. So cool. it's it's all it's the same oh, protocol. Cool. It's values. It's mindfulness. So it's uh, so yes, I think that a lot of the athletes, of course, if they're working with me, they're getting this mindfulness stuff. Right. But some of them are getting it through their own religion or spirituality. So right. It's not, of course. Not necessarily like a meditative practice, but we're praying or finding mm-hmm. something they connect with. But flexibility is a big piece because really any race, any competition, you have to be flexible because defense is going to throw you off. Uh, of a, ref, a referee or umpire might throw you off. Uh, so really, I think what makes the best performer is somebody who is flexible. 
Well, it's interesting because, you know, again, obviously not, not somebody, uh, myself who, who, uh, practices sports psychology or is a sports psychologist, though I end up using, you know, like quite a lot of sports metaphors with, yeah. <laughs> with patients. Yeah. Um, and I think just for the exact reason that you're describing, like there's flexibility, um, and like mindful, mindful presence. I mean, yeah. that's kind of an, um, redundant, no, but frankly, is, yeah. but yeah, but <laughs> to say mindful presence. Um, but, uh, it is such a integral part of, of playing sports because yes. you're having to respond without doing a lot of thinking like the overthinking tell me if i'm wrong it's going to get in the way right i mean i you know and i <laughs> i was i was a high school water polo player I was you know so yeah i was i was co-captain of my high school water polo team You've read uh, yeah <laughs> so um well, that's and, like getting in the zone. That's a mindful yeah, presence. So it's not so right. redundant. I mean, well, I, people, well, you know, just to say mindful presence, I'm like, you know, isn't the definition of mindfulness? Oh, let me <laughs> be present. You're you going to be flexible. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you know, getting in the zone, kind yeah. of getting is, is focusing. You know, there's all these aspects of it that are about whatever the moment is, and like you're right. going to miss a shot, you're going to miss a, right. you're going to strike out. These are all things that are going to happen at some point. You're going to drop a pass. So this um, mindfulness, acceptance, and commitment focuses on that, and I think. Within the Western world, you're working on the behavioral flex, uh, flexibility, mm-hmm. cognitive mm-hmm. flexibility, psychological flexibility, and then the Eastern stuff is about just the spirituality. So, mm-hmm. for example, with, with a with a football season being canceled, many athletes are saying, "Well, God had this plan," or you know, uh, right, so kind of yes. finding like that many, meaning, the meaning, meaning, right. yeah, this yeah, is all out of our control. No yeah. one has said, "Hey, I hope we have a pandemic this year." <laughs> right. No, no, I mean, no. And well, and it's, it's interesting because I think that, you know, when, and again, just people that are listening that maybe aren't sports fans or, you know, don't know anything about sports psychology, what, what Pete and I are talking about today really, again, can, can represent how we respond to other situations in life, which is like when you can make meaning out of something and say like, this is what it means to me, or like, this is, um, okay, like, you know, this yeah. is God's plan or this is um, just a part of living on this planet and pandemics happen. Okay, wh- how do I want to respond? It makes us um, it makes us feel more in control, right? Because then we're yeah. focused on on what we actually control, which is our own behavior, right? Oh, exactly. Our, our response to the situation. Yeah. Right now, I could either pout and be angry. Right. Right. Or I can say like, all right, now I got a couple months to like get in shape better, which, you know, mm-hmm. meanwhile these a lot of these athletes are in better shape than we'll ever be anymore (laughs) yeah i (laughs) I reflect on my 18 year old self a (laughs) a, a bit with this but but uh, but i i you know so some of the other divisions so division one Mm -hmm. is where there's the most money but division two and three within ncaa has already canceled the the season because Mm -hmm. you know for them they lose money sometimes in these sports so for them it was almost like a relief to be like okay i can cancel the falls for now Mm -hmm. there's still no word about winter which is like basketball which is another big money maker right that decision has yet to be made I wanted to throw in just for the listeners that the NBA so far seems to be the best, the, the, the professional league that's handling this the best. So the NBA, what they did is they all went down to right, they're quarant- they're all they're all they're all con- not, well, they're contained together. They're right? contained. Yeah, they're Correct. contained. Yeah, right. and so so far, medically speaking, that has shown to be the most effective in keeping the new uh, exposures and the and the new um, positive uh, COVID tests down, whereby. The major baseball, league baseball, I know. not so great. <laughs> well, and you know, it's funny because, of course, any anyone that knows me knows um, I uh, have a 
of a deep, deep long-term love for the Dodgers. Yes, you do. Uh, Yes, and as is my family. And so I was... um, of course, very happy when the when Dodger games are going to be back on. Um, but I, I I'm also thinking a lot about um, in terms of weaving in sort of the the spiritual lens that Dave Roberts, the manager of yeah. the Dodgers, one thing that he's kind of famous for is that they'll kind of describe him as like very Zen in his approach to coaching, right? That um, you know he he's very even keeled. It's you know you know sort of a um, a, a theme in how he um, in how he manages is that you know okay like. Things are going to happen that we don't like. That's you know, right. we, we yeah. keep going. We keep putting one foot in front of the other. And, you know, of course, I, I love the Dodgers. I love the, the vibe <laughs> of the team. And, and, I, and I always, um, obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's a biased perspective being, a, being an Angelino um, and a Dodger fan. But, but yeah. I always, it really resonates with me because it really speaks to a lot of what, what we do, Pete, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, you just, you just keep going and, yeah. and you come back to um, focusing. I think, I mean, from what I can tell, it seems like focusing on values, like values of teamwork and yes. um, competition and, and supporting one another. And yeah. I think, you know, I'm, I'm imagining that uh, for, for the Dodgers, you know, that's probably <laughs> serving them well in navigating this, these unknowns. Hey, like, Dodgers, know. if you're listening, Dr. <laughs> Mickey might be available. Uh, but, you know, I, I, we joke, but I'm sure they have a whole staff. I mean, these yeah. major league, actually, what they've done really well is they've had a staff of performance psychologists, mm. performance providers for many, many years. NBA just started that this last, this year, like last year ish, 2019. Um, and the NFL has also been having that for a little bit. So I think one of the things you asked them is about my approach. And so it is yeah. going to be about recognizing their resilience, celebrating their resilience, mm-hmm. reassessing their values, uh, because this will be for some people, <clears throat> if it's their senior year, perhaps they're going to make a different decision. You know, I think, right. Yeah. Right. Because then, um, but that being said, some of them, some of these, some athletes were really reliant on a senior year within the NCAA then to get drafted. Uh, we have no idea what's going to happen with Tokyo. I mean, it looks like I, it's not going to happen. I don't think they've made the, have they, I don't think they've made the official no, answer yet. I think they, I think it's like, well, it comes back to this, just like, we, it's like in, in the pandemic, it's like, I say to patients, like every week is like a million years. Like, we just, you know, <laughs> totally. so, it's, so I mean, wow. Yeah. Summer of 2021 seems, wow. Seems like. 20 million years from now. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they know. Well, and to your point, it's like every day we have new decisions about yeah. if, if learning is virtual on, on campus is, you know, are they going to, are they going to do this containment model? Everything yeah. is changing. So I think uh, with Tokyo, I think they're leaning there. I think what, I think what I read recently was that if it, if it cannot happen summer 2021, it's going to be canceled. So it's only, the whole, the, like the Olympics period. They're just going to skip that, that year. Skip it. Oh, wow. skip that fourth year. And then they'll just wait until the, I guess, 2024, which is so that for the Olympic sports, wow. that really, you know, if you were waiting to go this summer, you're like, okay, cool. I have another year, but now it might be three, which really depending on the sports, for example, like in swimming, you know, those two or three years, especially as an old, as a gentleman, as a man, uh, <laughs> I might not be able to make it. You know, right. and then we'll talk about well. Ra- that's is where I'm guessing you know radical radical, accept- radical acceptance comes in, right? That's Which, right. You know, if if uh, listeners haven't um, heard that term before, or you know, Pete and I use it a lot on the podcast. Um, radical acceptance, you know, really popularized popularized, if I can speak accurately here, uh, sure by can. by Dr. Uh, uh, Tara Brock and also in DBT, Dr. Marshall Linehan. And, ra- you know, I always kind of joke, radical doesn't doesn't mean uh, cool here, even though <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, I do say radical as cool uh, in my personal life, but um, it means like, like with one's 
whole self, like holistically, yeah. like in behaviorism, the term radical means like radical. Uh, consistency. Yeah. And so radical acceptance is this like with our whole being accepting something that is unpleasant. And I just, I can't imagine your, you know, gosh, the training that goes into, yeah. to, you know, it's, I it. mean, it's, it's our, it's hours and hours and hours. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's at least the NCA says 20 hours per week, but really it's probably 30 to 40. Yeah. And that's know, physical, emotional, yeah, you know, time. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. And I think, I think that's, so that's, I, I referenced the scheme and, you know, within the NCAA California, actually, Hey, West ooh, coast, ooh. Uh, they're the first state that has approved that athletes within amateurism can get paid by third party companies. So for example, oh, yes, if, I've, I've if I'm a top <laughs> athlete and, Xbox wants to make a, uh, mm-hmm. a caricature of me. I can get money for that as an NCAA athlete. And California is mm-hmm. the first state to pass that. And and I and I'm excited about that because again, within sport, it's a billion dollars, billions and billions yes. of dollars of in, uh, industry. Yeah. yeah. So like, let's let's share the wealth. Yeah. And I'll I'll just on one other uh, documentaries. Uh, Michael Phelps with HBO also had the weight mm-hmm. of gold. Mm-hmm. And so in yeah. speaking about Olympic sports, I wanted to bring that in there again, because big five NCAA, all this stuff is talking about money, but Olympic yeah. sports like track and field, ice skating, swimming, we mm-hmm. don't get paid mm-hmm. right there. And the weight of gold is, is a documentary that explores how we do it for the passion, but then you can hardly afford to like you can't pay your bills. Like if you're an, if you're like a national a member of the national team, I think you get eleven hundred dollars a month. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's well, and and did I mean and, and I'm also um, curious what your thoughts are on this, Pete, because I, I haven't watched the documentary uh, yet, but I, yes. I plan to because I was reading, um, I think it was an article in the New York Times uh, about it and talking about how there's a quote that Michael Phelps says like he he couldn't see another suicide. That's right. And there's right? been several, then, there have been several, yeah. yeah. And so the mental health piece is, yeah. so they, they interview athletes and, and uh, some figure skaters and other sports, bobsledding, who uh, they are, are um, you know, the, the, the mental, they, they, they've tried to access mental health care, but that there was nobody there for them. And, and oh, that, wow. you know, uh, I got a little defensive watching yeah. and pissed. Because yeah. I felt like, no, like this is exactly what I've, that, that's where my passion comes in. Right. Because it, we need to better serve. And again, I think some of the professional leagues are now starting to do it better. Coaches are starting to get it. And I'm hoping that, you know, some of these, maybe we take this time. So I'm going to end on, I'm going to end on this note about that. Uh, we're going to make lemonade out of lemons in, in the sports psychology podcast here, because Right now, maybe we use this time to reassess and recreate mm-hmm. systems to ensure that our athletes are receiving and have access to care that they need because they're human too. Yes. And I think that that's the values piece that I always bring into my work that says you're more than just an athlete. You're more than just a student. You're more than just this like godly figure. You're human. So I leave you and I say, let's find flexibility and hashtag we got this. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Pete Economo. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.